two different people, exact same situation, two different outcomes. And the only difference is perspective. Think about that. Everybody think about this. It's something new. And... Oh, you think you're better now? I'll be very honest with you. I think I just wanted to dive deep into something that a lot of people have been. Have been, have been. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Kazen Plus One. I am your host, Samuel Manyonda, better known as Kazen. And today, we have a very interesting episode. So today, we're going to be talking about what it means to be a below-average student, what that means for our futures, and how it affects our families. So we've been homies for quite a long time now. Um, yes, sir. Bro, well, you know how it's been. Like, come on. Like, we were pretty tight, like, grade 8, grade 9. And now, like, like bro, it's just a glue, bro. Like, Dude, the relationship is amazing. It's been like that from the beginning, yeah? Bro, first of all, I just appreciate you as a friend. Like, literally, we were on a FaceTime, like, 10 minutes before this. Yeah. And we were just chopping it up about school, talking about, like, what we're going to do with our futures and stuff. And I was, like, analyzing the conversation. Like, okay, this, this, this is going to help a lot of people. I feel like we can really have like a whole conversation around this and just put it out on the podcast. So thank you so much for being here. Can you just give us a little two-minute introduction about who you are, bro? Yeah, yeah. No, it's, 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 it's a great feeling to be here, you know. Like, especially because you're my best friend. And like, you know. So to everyone out there who, don't, who like, who don't know who I am, I am Malefi, a.k.a. Mo dog, Mo, Mo dog. <laughs> yes, sir, sir. Today is, as Samuel said, we like had a had a FaceTime, you know, trying to yeah. talk about school, about our futures, and and about life. And like, for the average person, this conversation could go such a long way. Like everyone else, we're just you know average people trying to do something not so average, you know. You know how like certain people are viewed. Like, I know, like, especially us as, like, high school kids, we'll look at certain people and, like, put them on a pedestal or say, okay, this person was destined to do this. But, you know, like, like, everybody sucks, bro. Everybody sucks at everything. Some people are just willing to put in more work. Some people are born with talent, and then they put in more work towards that. But I think it really just is an effort game. But coming back to the main, main, main points, bro, school. Right now, we're in matrix. And... And I mean, it's been a very interesting four years in high school. What's what's your high school experience been like? Let's say from from like grade eight up until now, final year. I mean, from grade eight, like everything is just a big adjustment from like that small primary school that we were in. And like, yeah. you know, from such a young age, you're given that that expectation to adjust so quickly to like the real world you know my high school experience is just it's been a lot eh like from from losing a couple of good friends to gaining even greater friends dude. like like brothers actual relationships like brothers bro. dude like ugh. and from you know experiencing parties assignments doing them the night before and like, like not even doing them at all and having the teacher piss on you like in front of the whole class dude so a lot of it has come from my 
from the, my ability to handle it all. You know, that's that's what made me how I am now to my final year of grade 12 matric. And like the way I handled it, maybe it wasn't the best way, but like it helped me understand how I work, you know, as a person. Yeah, that's a really interesting place to get into. I think for a lot of people, like for me especially, one thing that I, high school helps. Okay, I have this big belief that school, the current education system past grade seven is just, it's it's absolutely, it's useless for me. And I want to highlight the fact for me, I think this is all a self-awareness game. Like I'm all big and and like down bad. I'm down bad in terms of the fact that I'm, I'm hooked into entrepreneurship, bro. Yeah. And I think over the years, I've proven to myself that this is something that I love doing and I can handle. But for the kid who might be saying, well, I want to be a doctor or I want to be a lawyer or I want to be an astronaut, you know, like, like we talked about self-awareness, you're going to have to realize like you need to go through the school system. Exactly. And one thing high school has done for me is it showed me, it's really revealed who I am. One positive is, is given me is it showed me that I don't need it in the context of like a 2021 world in the businesses that I'm trying to build. Because, bro, like, we're both African kids. You're South African. I'm Zimbabwean. The immigrant yeah. standard is you come in to a country and you kill it at academics, which is far from what I'm doing right now. Mm. But I'm just, I'm being true to my story. And obviously, our families and people around us have expectations. They see certain things. And those they want- expectations that just, that just, bottle us they keep us so cramped in that headspace like look this is what you have to do you have to become a doctor you have to have to become a lawyer bro i've i've always believed i've always said this like from a young age like the roi of going to high school for me isn't really the fact that you get the quote-unquote education it's the people that you meet there yeah like like bro when i think about like, dude, my life disproportionately took a turn when I when I when I met Matthew. Dude, things started moving, bro. Like, like social life. Um, yeah. By the way, Matthew's my best friend. If you're confused, well, one of my best friends. I literally only have like two people that I can really call like my friends, friends, and those are my best friends, which is you and Matthew. And, bro, like. Like, it just changed. Like, he put me on socially, like, a lot to a lot of people who were, like, considered cool in our space at that time. And that also led me, like, let my, like, social skills develop in a way. And then I started, like, meeting a lot of new people, started making different friendships, gained more confidence to, like, go out and, like, meet people and shit. Yeah, and I think I think the biggest impact that um, you and Matthew have had on me is, like, you guys... You know when they say, like, sometimes you're taught to, like, think this way? Yeah. So you guys just, like, made me take into account different perspectives and, like, open up my mind a lot. That's one of my, that's why I'm so grateful to have, like, you guys in my life. Because there's always something to think about. For real, bro. Like, like, really become, I've really become thoughtful as a result of those two relationships about like how I communicate with different people. Mm. And if I think about like like what we're trying to get into, which is essentially just marketing mm. and and comms, communications with like consumers and stuff, how you speak to people is definitely the variable of whether you'll be successful it's at what really you're trying to do or not. How you like. 
yeah, and like you wanted to, you wanted to do computer science at first, and then, and then you know, maths happened, high school happened. High school happened. So what? What are you? What are your set 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 on right now? Like, what do you think the future looks like for Mo? Me right now in the headspace that I'm in, I really want to study multimedia because with multimedia, I feel like there's a lot of different fields you can go in, like. You can go into animation. You can, um, you can start marketing. You can, you can even start programming. You know the way you feel like media should be. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Computer science just wasn't it, man. I feel you, bro. Like at one stage, I also wanted to study computer science, and I remember my teachers, my math teachers, that I was doing really bad in maths. They sat me down and they told me, "Look, these marks that you're getting, you're never going to be able to learn how to code." I think this was like last year or something. And during that holiday, I was just fired up, bro. And I also just had like a general interest in the thing. So literally on YouTube, I always talk, bro. I'm I'm the number. I'm the top student at YouTube University. No on cap. <laughs> I am the top student at YouTube University. <laughs> so like I, I learned how to program and how to like code there. I did a couple of that, built a couple of programs. I realized that it was cool and everything, but it wasn't really for me, you know? Like, I can do it, but it doesn't mean I should go into it. Um, there, that's when, that's when I, I really, like, solidified my place. I was like, okay, I tried the fashion thing. I love it, but I, I realized I'm not going to be Virgil. I tried the music thing. Like, I'm obsessed with it, but I'm not going to be the next Frank Ocean, bro. Like... But one thing I've like realized throughout my life is just the entrepreneurship thing has just always been there. From selling discs with Luca in grade eight mm. to now, like you know, the clothes to the to clothes to now, like it's, it's just always been there. But I mean, for you, what do you, what does, what does the future look like to you in a world where we have the internet, in a world where we were starting to maybe understand things like blockchain technology or like you know how do you think people can layer their qualifications or like their skills especially as kids like hopping straight out of high school into the real world like what do you think that looks like for a lot of people i feel like well let's look at me for example like hopping like straight out of high school and like thinking about what i can do i feel like the internet can like you said youtube dude so I feel like a lot of us can utilize certain aspects to make businesses. Let's say I want to start a promoting business and yeah. go into marketing where, mm. you know, I do promotional pieces, I do promotional work for you and get other people to start marketing your brand. So stuff like that man it just it can really teach a student to interact communicate and get an idea of like how things work and those things you learn like by doing like it's not you don't get that in the textbook bro i remember i remember i remember hearing you saying like in a conversation in the subject business studies I feel like a person who's actually started a business should be the one teaching it. I'm very passionate about this, bro. I'm extremely passionate about that topic. I mean, you can't teach business 
unless you've run a business, right? Exactly. And also, people who've run a business really also realize to some extent that sitting people in a classroom with lectures isn't the best way to learn business. You have to be a practitioner. Sure, a textbook might tell you this, but the real world will tell you something different. Theory is light years away from the actual practice. Like, Do people realize that everything that I've I've ever done that has put eyes or, or the spotlight on me, I've never learned it through a textbook or the school system. Exactly. Everything has been Google, YouTube, Google, YouTube. And learn like, from people who know how to do that. I like, bro, I, I, bro, like how, how to sell, how to, how to start a club. Like, it's crazy. How to start a clothing brand, google.com. Mm. And then obviously you put your, your design intuition onto it and like everything else. How to start a marketing agency. Like, then you learn the different types, the full scale one. Then the guys who just do paid media, then, then the guys who just do the creative stuff. Like it's all out there on the internet for like at scale. It's at our fingertips. It's literally just a click away. Like I know it sounds so fluffy and so cliche, but this is the world that we're living in now. It is more than practical to say, mm. I'd, like I'm I'm gonna do XYZ and I'm gonna learn this skill. Like I never went to university to learn how to program. That was all YouTube. And like obviously, with what I know, I can't build the next mac os software but you learn enough to know whether you want to do the thing for long or just oh, no. that was something you're just exploring in that's why i think it like coming back to the topic of our parents and stuff it, i think it's extremely important for parents to let their children experiment like if my parents never gave me the leeway to be creative i wouldn't be here you know just letting us discover ourselves through the best way we know we're not going to discover ourselves by reading um the great gatsby and bro, I, and and we're and we're not going to do it in a short amount of space either. But I also think us. We also need to turn the conversation on us and say, well, we also need to be really practical about it. Let's understand how the world is working currently and build our structures on top of that, and not just have like theoretical. Oh, I'm going to be this without the actual like evidence mm-hmm. behind it. You know? Yeah, I feel like the most important thing is today we are so put down by like what other people are doing and like oh he's doing this which means i can't do it you know oh you mean like comparing yeah don't compare yourself uh, bro it's it's all insecurities and of course i have so much empathy for it but like it, it it has never mattered what anybody else is doing in terms of what you're doing like somebody else winning mo won't come at your expense Mm. my marketing agency being one of the best on the planet doesn't mean your promotional business is going to fall flat on its face. Exactly. I, th- I think that's just something we need to understand. I mean, especially us Gen Zs, we've grown up in an environment where the internet and social media, like, it's something that's very native to us. Like, people, our parents had the, the, the pages and then they moved from that to TV, then to the actual cell phones. But we yeah. grew up in a world where it was just normal. So... I think there's, there's two sides to that conversation. We don't really appreciate its value in that a lot of us are looking at it very pessimistically and not seeing the positives. Like, like guys, of course, I'm not blind to the, thing that's ha- the, the things that are happening in the world. Like, people are dying. There's racial inequality. There's gender inequality. But it's never been a better time to be a human being, bro. Mm, it's never been sure, a better time sure. to exist. Like, I do history. But we had world... Bro, we had the Great Depression. And then we had World War I, right? Yeah. And then we had World War II, bro. And let's not forget we had slavery. 
Yeah. And let's not forget we had all these little civil wars. And let's not forget, bro, 30, 50 years ago, 40 years ago, we couldn't be doing this. We had to be mm. part of the corporation, right? We couldn't be on the Spotify of that time. There were gatekeepers. I couldn't interview women like I did in my second interview. Though It was too misogynistic. So I think it's just perspective, dog. Like, like it, it really, that's really what it comes down to. Like, it's people, like, I always, I always say this to myself. Two, two different people, exact same situation, two different outcomes. And the only difference is perspective. This is, this is a really personal question, but like, do you think you'd be who you are or where you are today if you hadn't come to South Africa? Not a chance. Not a living chance. Not a chance. And that's, that actually, that's a conversation. Thank you for asking that. That's something, that's something that makes me feel a wide range of emotions. Like, first of all, just, gratitude very appreciative um like a lot there were a lot of people who wanted to come to south africa who couldn't for financial reasons there are a lot of people who like that wasn't even in their frame of mind because just like in a money perspective it's so unattainable for them to even just leave the country some people are too tied up in like contracts or debt or like maybe even their families but coming back to me, bro, I could have, I could have, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be this. I just wouldn't happen, bro. Like, I think one thing that I noticed when I came to South Africa is when you're born in an environment that's somewhat thriving, you don't really appreciate it that much. Mm. It's just like how we grew up with social media and we don't really appreciate its impact as much. Like, bro, everything is disproportionately different in in, in Zimbabwe. That's why I always talk about my final move, my, my aha moment in life is going to be going back home and being the president because no one else is going to change it. And I really, I'm very serious about this and, and I really mean it. I mean, I mean, just like, as soon as I came here, bro, like things, things just opened up, bro. Like my, my mind reached places I could have never even guessed it could, it could reach. Like, none of this would have ever been possible at age 17. I would have never even thought about it. I would have been in Zimbabwe still getting really, really good marks in school, telling myself that I still wanted to be an architect, continually lying to myself just because I liked the reaction that I got from people when when I said it. And I would have never explored. Um, I was going to a, a decent school. I think if I had stayed in Zimbabwe, I would, I wouldn't, I'd be going to a really crappy school because the economy was just going down. Mm. Finances were looking bad for everyone. My parents weren't an exception to that. I mean, you know this. I wrote an essay about how we got evicted when I was eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was rough, bro. Like, so when we when we made the transition, like it was literally seven family members, <laughs> one suitcase, came here, bro. No plan. No plan. Just said we need but to just leave. Just hope for a better, just just that hope for a better life for not only them but for you as their kids, you know. And I really appreciate like my parents sacrificed everything, dog. Like, bro, they 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 literally let go of everything just so I could have this opportunity, like what I have right now. I think that's why I'm always trying to dip my fingers into like everything. That's why I'm always trying to taste and explore. Like it it almost feels it feels 
it feels disrespectful to not honor the opportunity, sort of, that right? Given you, yeah. And it's just, it's, it's an immigrant's mindset, bro. Like, <laughs> I just wish a lot of other people in this country who who I see in a much better position than than I'm in right now could could maybe take a step back and just look at what the position that they're in and what they could do, you know, with, with what they have. Because... To better that. To better that. Especially the people who are complaining about certain things. Like, like every... Like, it was so interesting. When I came here, everything that everybody else was complaining about was something that I was extremely grateful for. Like... I just I just couldn't see it the same way coming from where I'm coming from. That's and that's that's going to be a, a disproportionate reason as to why I win. I just I've seen the worst of it. So like everything like this is a major. You've plus, been a bro. part of best of both worlds, eh? Yeah, in in like a lot of situations, like mm. being at the school that I'm at right now, talking to the people that I'm talking to is a blessing. No ways that could have happened if I stayed in Zimbabwe. I mean, I was on I was in the call with my mom the other day, bro. And I was just thinking about the two separate parts that I have gone on and someone who I was in grade seven with went on. So what happened was like, we, we did the whole moving thing. We came to South Africa and then my one friend was in the exact same classroom as me, bro. It was a, like, when I said it was like, it was a good school dog before like things went down, like everything went down. It was a good school um, paying a pretty decent amount for education and if I look, like, I'm where I'm at right now. I've got a roof over my head. I'm going to the school. I'm, I, I do appreciate it, even though I hate the school system. That's a whole different conversation, though. But my mom was on the phone the other day with one of her friends who was a mother at the primary school that I was at. Like, one, the mother of one of my friends at that time. And she has a family. That lady has a family of, I think, four kids now. And the dad lost his job. The mom lost his job. He left the school and went from, like, bro, I don't, like, let me put it in a South African context if people would understand. Imagine leaving Crawford to go to Eureka. Like, that's basically how bad it was. And then they moved totally from, like, the city to, like, deep within, like, the township areas, like, the, the rural areas. And the one night she called my mom crying. She's like, look, like, I have I have kids, I have toddlers, I have a husband. And tonight we literally had like a corn cob, bro. A corn cob for dinner. This is six people in a home, bro. And there's seven people in mine. So I just think the opportunity is disproportionate. Like, how could I ever complain about anything? Like, like, like what? Like, like what? Your parents didn't get you the new iPhone. What? Like you you, you didn't get the clothes that you wanted. And now you don't feel cool at school. Like, like we need to like put that things in That doesn't perspective. matter. Like, I always try to think about it. Like, bro, Mo, think about where you rank out of 7.7 billion people on the planet. You're, you're, you're in the top 500 million, bro. Like, no mm. question. No question. But then we, we still come and, like, complain about certain things. And, oh, my mom didn't do this. And, like, you know... We've, we've, we've been raised, like, even think of our school. I was very pissed about this. My sister, she's about eight years old right now. They had, like, some race at school. And, like, they were, like, it was just, like, athletics or something. Yeah. She came first, right? And some slow kid came last, obviously. And then they got the exact same medal, bro. They got the exact same medal, exact same trophy. And I think because that's, like, the world we've been raised in where 
they basically tell us like, look, you can come in ninth, you can put in zero work compared to somebody who prepared and somebody who put in the work to do the good thing and be the best at the thing and get the exact same reward. And then when Gen Zers and all of us step out in the real world and you realize, oh shit, none of it is handed to you, bro. You have to bust your ass you to actually get in. your ass off for it. That's when things start getting That's real. when things like start to kick in, you know? That's We've been able to realize that from a young age, though. That's that's what I th- that's why I think we're lucky. Mm. In that sense, like, like that's that's real, bro. For me, it was an eye opener. Eh? I mean, oh, it's just it's just putting things into perspective, bro. Like, like, like what? You know, like whenever someone complains about something, I say, I say, okay, but what's your alternative? Like, what's the mm-hmm. other option? Like, oh, no, I don't have this. Okay, but what's the alternative? Like, 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 shut up. Like, 29% of the 40-something percent of so the, so the, so the, so the South African population is unemployed. Like, like what, bro? Especially with these mm-hmm. private school kids. And I'm one myself. I'm not going to judge and come from, like, an ivory, ivory tower or whatever. But it's, it's, it's within our DNA, bro, because of eighth-place trophies and and just... An entitlement, um, but I don't paint the Gen Zers and millennials bad, bro. I think I have empathy for us. Um, it's I think it's a, it's funny that the parents of the people want to complain the most, but they raised the kids. That that's that's like the funniest <laughs> thing to me. Like, it just it just doesn't click. Eh? <laughs> like you it guys are so entitled. I'm like, but you raised us. But then also when we get older, it's just more accountability and like taking responsibility for your actions. Let me ask you this, bro. What do you think was the clicking moment in your life that you sat down and realized like, okay, I was going to go a certain path and this has just like totally realigned where my future is going? We were sitting down as a family and like we were coming up with a plan for like, for myself, you know, because yeah. a lot of things at that time weren't heading in our direction. Like, like, like what do you mean? Like, like things weren't going good. Like, like the family dynamics financially, financially, family, a lot of aspects. Like, because we're such yeah. a big family, yeah. And like, I had come to the to the realization, like, look, you need to strap up, step back, take a look at your life, take a look at the lives of your sisters and, you know, your yeah. your your parents and like actively make a decision on what you want to do and like push for that um so for me that turning point was me realizing that there's a whole wide spectrum of things that i can do to better my situation so Mm -hmm. it was where i clicked and said listen mo do this or do that or do that but you have to come to the same finish line of where your situation, your current situation and your future situation aren't the same. There has to be a change and it has to be for the better. You know? Wow. Oh, yeah. And I think for a lot of us, for a lot of us kids, we need to take into account what we can do to better the situations we are in. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, bro. Like, I think I think there are many more resources. Thank you for sharing that, bro. Like that's 
I think that's going to be an eye opener for a lot of people. Yeah. I think we have a lot more resources at our disposal than we think. And, you know, it's just, it's just R&D, bro. It's just a little bit, just that little extra research or just that little extra curiosity to find out in your thing that you love, like, how can I build on top of the system that are already there to win? And and like you said, like like when something like that happens, bro, when you're really reevaluating like your whole family dynamic and like things aren't going the way you want them to financially, I think that's when you really reach that place of understanding. And for most of us, unfortunately, it takes hitting rock bottom to really understand those things, right? Yeah. For somebody who who hasn't reached rock bottom, let me not say yet or to somebody who's, you know, experienced like a pretty decent life so far, I think for, to you, I'd just say, don't let it get to that point to then shift your perspective or or immediately get into gratitude. I, I noticed like, I like giving advice because I think I've done things, but I really doubled down on my own mindset and I was like, okay, first of all, I'm going to shut the fuck up because I'm 17 and I don't know what I'm saying. I do, but I don't. And I think I just need a little bit more experience before I actually get deep you into You need this. to live a lot more. I need to live a lot more, bro. We we all need to live a lot. Like, like, the thing I love the most is the 22-year-old life coach. Like, come on, bro. Like, because you've lived for so long, right? Um, And I also told myself, whenever I see... Because, like, I'm the, I'm the oldest sibling. So, like, whenever I see my siblings doing something wrong or whatever, or, like, just micro things. I'm talking about, like, micro things. Usually, I'd like, like, razz them or whatever. But then now these days, I'm really getting into this zone where I'm like, okay, wait, like, bro, fix your shit first. Like, who do you think you are trying to tell people how to live their lives? Like, yeah. Oh, you think this person is running their business wrong and you're doing it better? Well, look at your business first. There's probably other things that you could be fixing there. Or you think that this person has an incorrect perspective on life? Fix your shit first, you know? And that's where we're like, I'd like to say, like, for a lot of people, their their minds are so fixed. They've got no vision, you know. They need to, we, we need to open up and start looking at the bigger picture. Um, You know, when people talk about investments, let's talk about social investments, bro. Let's not investments in like, oh, money, putting money into stocks or whatever. Like, like I'm I'm really I've really been like keeping my eye on what's happening and like something that I think can be a good investment for us as kids with like no money or, or nowhere to start is for example like this podcast, bro. This is going to be the best thing in the world for me 15 years down the line when I look back and some kid says, like shit, bro, I I didn't look at it that way. It completely changed my perspective. And I was able to shift. And now I started this retail business doing 29 million a year. And I want to dash, 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 dash. But like, mm. I'm giving with no expectations of getting anything back. And that's just one of the outcomes that could come. But I think like good things happen when you just do good, you know? Like, think about this even. We were on a FaceTime, bro. And yeah. like, just in our own personal lives. <laughs> like, like talking about our account, own thing. Like- and then, and then, like, now nah, let's hop on and provide value to other people who might find this valuable. I think I'm very happy with where this went, bro. Very, very Same. happy. I feel like, well, I know that a few people who 
out of the millions that are going to see this um, are going to see things a lot differently now. You know? Yeah. And if only Mo, if only one of them can can see something differently, because at the end of the day, this this isn't thing. about us, bro. Yeah, you know, like not. if they can, if they can, if something can change by virtue of them listening to this interview, like, bro, that's my life's goal accomplished. That that's literally it. That that's done. Impact done and dusted. Finished. I'm happy. Deathbed. Pull up. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like yeah, I've done what I needed to do. Now move forward. Um, selflessly giving. And I won't say it's a Gen Z millennial thing. Like with everybody across the board, I think if we really learn how to give with no expectations and literally just give out of the goodness of our hearts, funny things begin to happen, bro. Mm. That's one thing I'll tell you. Funny things really do begin to happen. The biggest like conversation like Gen Z needs to have is, I know it's controversial, but letting god in thank you for bringing that aspect bro I, I watched this kanye interview when where he was like he wants to be one of the biggest christian innovators on planet earth and i was like i'm adopting that mindset as well i've always been a christian and i know you're christian too yeah um bro god i think that's it's something that's like so at the backbone of what we do that sometimes we don't discuss it yeah i know for for us especially but like that's that's pillar bro like you know, when you asked me about moving to Zimbabwe, like none of that was because my parents were smart, like strategic or anything. God had a plan. Today was supposed to happen. Mm. Like I was supposed to FaceTime you only looking to ask if your sister is a lawyer because I needed some legal help in my business only for us to end up Having talking about a this. Whole, <laughs> a whole interview. Life-changing podcast. And yeah, I'm, bro, I'm, I'm super excited to put this out. Super, super excited. This is the yeah. realest interview I've ever had so far Yo, it's like the biggest like it's the most impactful conversation that i've had in a while so that's what is there anything else you want to touch on for me that was that was the lot like i want to tell people just let god in and you'll mm. see a change you know yeah for sure i really believe in it bro i really believe in it but bro thank you so much so 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 oh. much for coming on this podcast. This is literally Jason. one of the most refreshing <laughs> interviews I've had in a long time. If you've made it to the end of this episode, first of all, thank you so much. I really appreciate your ears. I don't take this lightly. Um, send me send me a DM and tell me what you thought on Instagram at wakeupkazen. Tweet me on Twitter at wakeupkazen. Just give me some of your opinions and thoughts. And um. If you have my number, text me. If you don't, hit me up on any of those platforms. I will I will respond and we can get to chopping. And yeah, this one was a very special one. Some Someone very dear to me, my best friend. And it really took a direction I wasn't expecting it to go. So thank you so much for your ears and I'll see you next time.